So we were, he was now shouting at me, I should come on, shut up. I was now trying to explain to him that that's what he said. That's how from there he just slapped me. This is She Thrives, a safety in the workplace podcast brought to you by African Women on Board, AWB. The podcast is an important part of AWB's Violence Against Women in the Workplace Initiative and is funded in part by Ford Foundation. My name is Omoye Uzamere, and on today's episode, we had a chat with a waitress whose identity is concealed. I am Mary. I'm a waitress here in Lagos. I do come to work every day in, in, in the hotel. For me, I have experienced violence in the workplace. In fact, one day, one of our customers came. That's how we ordered um, um, yam and chicken. So I now brought him yam and fish. That's how we started shouting, saying that I know get his order right. So I was trying to tell him that that's what he said. So we were, he was now shouting at me, I should come on, shut up. I was now trying to explain to him that that's not, that's what he said. That's how from there he just slapped me. Then my boss now came out. My manager now said I should go back to the inside the kitchen. That's how my manager came back and was now telling me that I should not talk back to customer. That is, the customer is always right. Because of that, he now took two weeks of my pay and did not pay me for two weeks. And after that, I just decided to go and find another place to work because that two weeks was too much. Now to discuss this experience, we have in the studio an actress and TV host, Sandra Eze, who is in the company of Olawumi Oyedeji. Olawumi Oyedeji, also known as Ola, is a creative and serial entrepreneur, currently serving as the chief executive officer of Visa Media Concept, founder of Rise Up, and the presenter of the Ola Show and Try My Job TV shows. Welcome to the Violence Against Women in the Workplace podcast, ladies. Now, in this case, the violence experienced was in physical assault and the failure of her organization to protect her. In fact, they punished her by suspending her for two weeks. Uh, now, Sandra, my question for you is this. Workers like waitresses, domestic staff, laborers, you know, day laborers and freelancers even are usually victims of abuse and harassment because they don't always understand their rights as employees. What would you suggest we do to raise awareness in these, as it were, non-professional workspaces? Okay, first of all, um, the sad thing is I don't believe there is a law that covers um, these non-professional um these non-professional workers because they are not um like contracts that there's no contract they don't sign contracts and stuff like that so it's pretty much you come in you earn your pay and and you leave right and then the average um citizen is not really um enlightened to to their rights and all sorts of things so um first of all i think is understanding of of value because while we are pushing for network for um for changes in constitution, individually, we need to understand our values, right? So at the point when we understand our values, that is when we can't have um, people pushing us around and saying, um, you know, all this harassment. Then when you read up on that and when you understand who you are, your values, that is when you would know that, oh, someone did this and this is harassment. And a lot of things that we let 
that we let slide, we wouldn't exactly do that because now yes. we have a better understanding and enlightenment that, oh, this is what, what this is. For instance, I'll, I'll tell you a story. I used to work, um, when I recently moved to Lagos, I used to work in an office where uh, my boss would always call me to his office and say, sit down, do you want a drink and all that? And he would want to have a conversation and he would tell me, give me your hand. And he would hold my hands and, you know, he's talking and my naive self, I'm just, I'm just there. I'm like, okay, well, he's just holding my hand. But the more, the, the more I became um, knowledgeable and I studied, that was when I found out that, no, you're, you're, you're invading my privacy. You're my boss. I have no business coming into your office and you holding my hand. You know, yes. I didn't, I didn't know all that until it progressed to him asking me to, you know, stand up, come closer, trying to hug me. That was when I realized, oh, this is what is going on. Mm -hmm. But if I knew better at the initial stage, I would have been able to say, I'm sorry, sir, there's no need for you to hold my hand. You're, you know, you're, you're getting into my personal space. This is not necessary, you know? True. And I, I didn't, a part of me felt like I needed to do whatever he wanted just so I could make him happy and, you know, keep my job, right? So I think that sense of value is very important and understanding where is the limit. Where is the limit? It's not just for you, but make sure you voice it out, you're verbal about it. Like, this is my limit, right? That's um, what you. I believe is one of the major ways we could start um, the sensitization and curbing it. Thank you very much. Now, Ola, I believe that there's a role that empathy plays you know in curbing workplace violence and in the case of our primary guests what is the role of the onlooker there must have been people in the room what should other people in the room have done i think that um, we should learn to be each other's keepers we should learn to look out for each other basically because what happens is people just tend to mind their own business and they're not Concerned so long as it's not happening to them and um, a lot of people there are a lot of things that we don't even know like she said we don't know draw the lines we don't know we do not even identify certain things we don't tag them i mean that is what that's actually abuse whether we like it or not it is called abuse i mean i've been in such situations before and when you have the male colleagues around they're just looking at it like oh, okay let's see if you if you have his way or not or for the ones that, that is for the ones that are mischievous. For the ones that are not mischievous, if they're subordinates, they don't want to be in their boss's bad books. So they just tend to look away and don't look yes. I think people should learn to look out for each other. The people that would not be as vocal, the people that would not be comfortable talking about it. So it is our place when you notice that this is going on or this is happening to your colleague, speak out ask questions find out what the problem is if you have to take the matter on your head if you have to take it up and fight for the person please do i know that a lot of things will be at stake but people just need to learn to look out for each other people need to learn to voice out and fight for each other thank you so much i totally agree with you now sandra i think that um in this case for example when the customer did what he did the manager came out right what should the manager have done differently? Right, first of all, I do believe that the manager has a huge responsibility to stand up for your employee. As far as I'm concerned, the manager wronged her. Customer is always right in some cases. In that particular case, that is abuse. 
the customer is so wrong. As a matter of fact, the employee should have sued the customer. That was abuse right there, you know, and you don't, you don't, I mean, listening to the story, I, I definitely heard because this is a lady who um, received verbal insult, physical assault in that he slapped, the, the customer slapped her. And then yes. having um, um, the employee, it's like pin her down. I'm, I'm not sure the choice of word to use such that you can't really do anything because, I mean, the customer is always right. So I think the employer on his own is not is not knowledgeable. He is so wrong because the right thing to do is stand up for her. So long as it doesn't matter if she got the other wrong, fine, deal with it later. But right there and, and then stand up for her. That's a physical assault right there. It should not be allowed in any case. You know, so I think the employer, yes. what the right, the first thing he should have done is to speak up for her, not to tell her to go inside and wait. No, speak up for her. You are an authority figure in that office. You're, she is under you. You're her shepherd. It's your right to shelter her. So, yeah, he definitely should have spoken up for her, not to tell her to go back inside. And even worse, the doctor have been, come on. That's, that's slavery. You know, it's like, I don't have a choice. Whatever my boss says, that's what it is. Now, over to you, Ola. I believe that businesses have a responsibility to protect their staff, just as Sandra has said. How does a service organization, and you work in leadership, you know, in the companies where you work, and you are the founder of one of them. I believe that, um, like I said, businesses have a responsibility towards their staff. Now, how does this organization, being a service organization, we know they're trying to make profit. We also know that they're in the food business and they want the customers to come back. But isn't there a line to be drawn between a customer who is simply insisting on his right or her right to good service and a customer who is just being difficult or being a bully? Well, I think that is where people need to have policies in place even before they start setting businesses. People need to understand that these things are important. We're in a society where we, the woman is some sort of a second-class citizen. And so if you happen to find yourself in that position, they believe you should have found a way to sort it out or to handle it without it degenerating to that, to, to whatever it generated to. However, it is the place of the organization to protect his employees. Those people, like Sandra said, those people look at you as their shepherd. And so if you have a no violence policy, if you have a no abuse policy, that means that whatever happens, you would encourage your clients to deal with it amicably and not resort to physical violence or verbal violence or even any form of abuse at all. So the organization actually should have fought for her. Yeah. And that's the truth. As as employees, you no, know, as employers, people need to understand that putting your staff first is more important than profit. Because the truth is, these are the people that will drive profit for you. And if they're unhappy, you would keep running around the same circle till you're able to learn that particular lesson. If your staff is happy, your company will grow. If they're well taken care of, your company will grow because they will give you their best. If they're not well taken care of, if you're not, if you don't show any form of empathy to whatever it is that they're going through, 
then trust me, you're just going to either have to keep firing people and hiring people and losing money and just losing clients at the end of the day. Because what that person was trying to do was to keep the client. But the truth is, I mean, I, don't, I doubt if that client would even come back again to even start with. And so you've allowed someone who already has a history of abuse and violence to get away with it, and he's going to go do it to someone else. Yes. If the manager had stood up for her and said, dude, we don't do this here, we would not accept that, and walked him out of his organization, you would have, he would, you would have been able to pass on a message to him. And even if he didn't think about it at that time, even if he felt, oh, I'm right, and blah, 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 blah you tossed his money at him and tell him to get out of your organization. You don't do that to our staff. We protect our people here. We fight for our people. And those same people will be loyal to you. Those people that you have fought for will ensure that that business grows because they know that it's not just about the numbers for you. You actually genuinely care about them. You're worried about their welfare. They want You want them to actually be happy. You want them to grow personally. And so these are things that we also need to, we need to constantly talk about. People need to understand the kind of policies that they should put in place in their organizations. I would not be surprised if that same manager is also a perpetrator of violence. I wouldn't yep. be surprised at all. Because, I mean, for him to have been able to stomach that, it means it's something he'll probably do by himself anyway. So it's really not new to him. It's not a big deal to him. That should have been a big deal. That should have been a major issue, really. And I think that we also need to, as employers, we also need to promote gender equity and respect in the workplace. If, if in a bar you let your people know that they, the fact that she's a woman doesn't mean she's your subordinate. The fact that she's a waiter or um, a waitress does not mean that she's your subordinate. It is, we're all here to work, we're all here to add value to the company, we're all here to drive profit. But at the same time, I genuinely care about your concerns. So we're not accepting or we're not even, we're not, we're not building an environment where anything goes. Because half the time in those environments, anything actually goes. The staff would probably have the MD ask her out and she says no and she gets fired. And that's it. And that's because it's something that they've been used to and they've been doing for a long time. So there are a lot of things that needs to be put in place. Policy is one. Secondly, promoting gender equity is very, 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 very important. And then gender bias also. People need to put an end to that. It's, it really doesn't make sense. I mean, when the what? When the 20th century? No, the 21st century. I mean, a lot of all these things should have been, should be history by now. So these are things people need to sit down and properly carve out and write down their policies when they're building businesses and ensure that it is all inclusive and ensure that they're taking care of everybody. They should look out for the welfare of their staff. That is, the, that is why people employ HR. Get someone to do the job and do it well. And trust me, your business will grow. But people put profit first and then every other person suffers. That's yeah, that's really, really, really insightful. Thank you so much, Ola and Sandra, for taking time out to share with us. You know, what a great discussion. Now, would you like to leave a quick parting word to our listeners just in about 30 seconds? Sandra? Uh, yes, please. Thank you. Um, um, thanks for having me, first of all. Uh, my word to women, especially both people exposed to gender-based uh, violence and um, or all sorts of sexual harassment is 
learn to speak up, right? If you're not sure what it is, feel free to ask people. Or there are so many websites, there are so many people, you can even on Instagram, you can find people who are sharing their stories and ask them, I went through this, I went through this, what exactly is this? Don't feel the need to be silent because we're trying to break the silence culture. That is the only way we can get forward. And secondly, have value in yourself. If you, are, if you have deep, immense value for yourself, then you will be able to look at people and say, you know what, this is not what I represent. I am strongly against this and I refuse to be a part of this or I refuse to be manipulated. Speak out. Thank you very much. Ola, would you, would you go ahead? Yeah, um, for employers, basically, it's important that we all start challenging and transforming violent, supportive attitudes and sexist, um, sexist cultures in our organizations. We need to know that these things are not acceptable. What we're used to is not what, it has, what is acceptable in the whole world. So please, employers, look out for your staff, look out for each other. Even employees, look out for each other. Women should learn to look out for each other in organizations and in other places, basically. Okay, thank you so much. African Women on Board remains passionate about amplifying African female voices, supporting African female empowerment, and helping to create a world in which African women and girls are given the tools and resources they need to fully realize their potential. If you'd like to collaborate or share your stories, please send an email to awb at africanwomenonboard.org. For more information, please visit our website on www.africanwomenonboard.org You can also connect with us on social media Instagram at awb.network Twitter at awbafrica LinkedIn at African Women On Board Facebook African Women On Board Thank you for listening. Have a lovely day.